it is great to hear our stories and know that we are part of this grand story that goes on through time and has begun since before time, since before history. And we are participants in this story. Um, as, we, as we think about this idea of story, Kristen and I were talking about what we would do for this month of October as we um, enter into a season of stewardship and enter into this new sermon series. And we began to think about the idea of how important our story is. And we all have a story, like Gina said, we all have a story. In fact, everybody has a story. Because story is important no matter who we are, where we live, or when we live. Jonathan Haidt, who is a psychologist, uh, wrote a book called The Happiness Hypothesis. And in this book, he makes this observation. Human beings in every culture are fascinated by stories. We create them wherever we can. See those seven stars up there? They are seven sisters who once did something. It's no different with our own lives. We can't stop ourselves from creating what D.P. McAdams describes as an evolving story that integrates a reconstructed past, a perceived present, and an anticipated future into a coherent and vitalizing life myth. Stories are important. No matter who we are, where we live, or when we live. The church is much like that. Much like humanity. The church embraces the story. The church's story, the humanity's story, and God's story. And that's what we're doing through these four weeks. We're going to look at how our story as a church, our story as followers of Jesus Christ, our story as a faith community intersects with God's story. Or maybe how God's story intersects with each of us and as our community. It's important. It's important to understand where we come from, where we are, and where we're going. Story allows us to do that. Stories are important for Jesus, for the disciples, for those of us who read the Scriptures. The Scriptures are comprised of stories that make up this incredible salvation story of God. God's story for creation. Jesus spoke in stories that we call parables. Kristen spoke of parables last week, and she um, talked about how these stories are they're multi-layered and they're open-ended, and we are invited into these stories as hearers and readers of these parables to be a part of it. Not necessarily to be given an answer, but to, get, to be invited into this time of reflection. To begin peeling back layer after layer after layer to find where we are in the story and what it means for us to be in this particular place of the story. 
Jesus taught in parables. We're going to read one this morning from Mark chapter 4. I want to begin with just reading verses 1 through 9, which is the parable proper, and then we will read a little further. Beginning in verse 1, again he began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there. While the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, he began to teach them many things in parables. And in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil, and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. So let's think about this. What is this parable about? What are we hearing? What is the first layer that we want to pull back out of this story? What do you think? What is this about? Anyone? Don't be bashful. There are almost no wrong answers. Sorry? Plant your seeds in dirt. Good point. How fertile is your heart? Good. Anything else? Now Cliff, you, you said that about planting your seed in dirt, but let's think about this sower. This sower is throwing seed everywhere. On the sidewalk, on the pathway, where it can't get into the soil. It can't get any roots. It dries up, the birds come and eat it. So that it does nothing. But the sower has thrown it there. He also throws seed on rocky ground where it can't get any depth in the roots. So the root system withers away and the whole plant dies and there's no grain. He throws seeds out in the, in the thorns and the weeds where it can't, it can't get in, it can't grow up. It, gets, it, gets, it gets suffocates with all the weeds and can't produce. And then he throws some seed on good soil where there are no rocks and there are no weeds. It's been tended, it's been cared for, it's been prepared. It's good soil. What kind of sower is this? Have we thought about that? What kind of sower just throws seed like just random all over the place, out in the parking lot, out in the bushes, out in the grass, and then in, in, in a plot of good ground? What kind of sower? That's wasteful. I don't know of, I've never heard of a farmer who would go out and just throw seed so randomly, so wastefully. Or maybe in this parable, so extravagantly. God's grace is so extravagant that God throws seed everywhere for all who will listen.
who will hear, who will follow, be fruitful. How fertile is your heart? How fertile is our heart? How open are we? How open is our mind and our soul and our heart to receive God's Word? To receive the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ? How open are we to receive the kingdom of God? That's the question. That's the question that Jesus is proposing in this parable. He doesn't give us an easy answer. There's no, there's no okay, all this aha moment. No, we have to wrestle with the notion of this parable and where we are in the story. Where are we? Who are we? What are we doing? How, how closed off are we? How hard are we? How thorny are we? How unprioritized, uncategorized are we? And how fruitful are we? If we're honest with our story... We know that we've been in each of those places. Where are we today? Do we hear Christ's invitation to listen? Are we in tune enough to hear? Are we awake enough to hear and to respond? Now in in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15... Mark lays out Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission, i gotta, I got to read it. I thought I could remember it, but I can't. So, In verses 14 and 15 of, of, of Mark 1, we read, Now after John was arrested, John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. That's his mission. That's the proclamation. This is the grand sweeping story. And Jesus on that sea tells those hearers on the the coastline to listen Listen for the good news that the kingdom of God has come near. Listen and hear and repent and believe the good news. That's the message for us. That's Jesus' proclamation on that seaside. um, Kristen mentioned as well last week about um, Tom Long, um, professor of retired professor of New Testament and preaching at Candler School of Theology um, where we both went and we were able to hear him give a lecture a couple of weeks ago and and he talked about this parable and he talked about parables in general and how to preach parables and it was a fantastic anytime you get to be in a room with Tom Long just go and embrace it just be there for the experience be there for the story because it's amazing and he talked about how how Jesus is, the scriptures are, are, Mark is very, very efficient in his wording. He doesn't waste words. His stories are very tight. And so when, when Mark says that Jesus got in a boat and went out on the sea, he was, he was by himself on the, on the sea. That's important for Mark. 
He wouldn't, have said it, he wouldn't have said it otherwise. Why was it important? Because the sea is where chaos is. That's where disorder reigns. This is a broken creation on the sea. Uncontrollable. But as we know from Mark in the Gospels that Jesus tames even the seas and the winds. Jesus on the sea speaking over this dividing line between sea and ground where people are. Holding these two, the ordered and the unordered, the chaotic and the created intention, as only Christ can do. And he offers this story about the kingdom of God and how it comes into all of our lives, wherever we are, whoever we are, whenever we are. And our role, our role for Jesus Christ is to listen and to hear. To hear the story. To pay attention for the, this inbreaking of the kingdom of God in our midst. Mark concludes his teaching on this exemplary parable, beginning in verse 10. Mark says, when he was alone, those who were with, around him him along with the twelve, ask him about the parables. People weren't getting it. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside everything comes in parables in order that they may indeed look but not perceive. And may indeed listen but not understand. So that they may not turn again and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on the rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word But the cares of the world, the lure of wealth, and the desire of the other things come in and choke the word, and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit, and sixty and a hundredfold. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The parable, this story. It's about Christ proclaiming the good news. The kingdom of God has come near, has come in our midst, has in, in breaking into human history. And are we listening? Are we hearing? Are we responding? What's in our way? Are our hearts cold? Our souls stony? Are we too distracted by the lures of the world? Or maybe as Banks says, we need to have a good soil, an open heart to receive the kingdom. Listen. Listen for the good news. Listen and hear the kingdom of God breaking into our lives, changing our worlds. That's the good news. That's our story. 
name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.